Here's the snap, four-man rush, firing downfield, and got a man! Rock and roll! Touchdown, Texans! Game day is every day. Yeah, nice ball, nice ball! Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. In the sack! Wow! Bringing down the cornerback. Now, it's Texans All-Access, presented by Mattress Firm. Welcome into Texans All Access on a Tuesday. DP Sidhu joining you once again, and this time it's Mark Vandermeer, who missed out on the first hour when mm-hmm. we had Jonathan Owens and we had Johnny Harris. Welcome in, first of all, Mark. Thank you very much, and I'm so sorry I wasn't here because I was uh, busy saving lives, actually. No, I wasn't. I should I'm have. Ma- this reminds me because usually we make up a pretty fun excuse for what you could possibly be doing because you give us carte blanche to do so. I should have said you were giving out booster shots across the NFL to players. I, I would testing, be squeamish doing that. Nasal swabbing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Here, <take laughs> he's nasal test. swabbing. Oh, he's, my gosh. He's doing volunteer duties, nasal swabbing. Because, so. uh, you know, a few weeks ago we had Pharaoh Brown and you missed it. And so we told Pharaoh that you had some super important sales. It was me. That you had some super important sales to get to for the holidays. Yes. And then later he tweeted... He quote tweeted your tweet promoting the show and mm-hmm. said, I hope you I had hope some you, good holiday I shopping. Good holiday. So I didn't know if he was joking or if he actually thought my lie was the truth. I don't know if I ever double sure. quote tweeted that because I was going to and I was going to say, it's a tradition that we make up an excuse. For, and I was like, what am I doing? Just stop. Just he probably, let it go. He probably knows it's a joke. but I wasn't, He knows. I wasn't 100% sure. So. I wasn't sure if everyone else knew it was a joke. Because, you know, when That's you true. write things down, it's kind of like when you communicate with somebody via text message. The context gets ruined sometimes. And somebody can seem angry or you can just misinterpret the tone of a message via text or tweet. And I didn't want that to be misinterpreted. Context is very, mm-hmm. very Important. But it yes. was a great hour with Jonathan Owens and got a chance to get to know him. I, I know he spoke once in training camp, and I felt like the majority of his presser was about his girlfriend, Simone Biles, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we, Johnny and I made it through like a segment and a half. Without mentioning without Simone. Without mentioning her, because I was like, I he, he started his first game on Sunday against Jacksonville. Right. He had a great game. He's worked really hard. We've seen him throughout camp. We see him every week in practice. And I just wanted the show to be about him. But I couldn't help myself. She was named Times Athlete of the Year. So we asked him about that. But then, you know, we we really got a chance to get to know him. That sport that she participates in, I have a hard time watching that. I love what they are able to do and the beauty of it. But watching it live, I get really nervous for them because if they make one little mistake, it's over. See, in football, you make a mistake. Oh, that's too bad. You allowed a first down, maybe even a touchdown. But you can recover from it. Gymnastics, figure skating, sports with judges, you screw up, it's over. It's done. Four years of training out the window. Now, they have other competitions and championships and things, but the Olympics are the thing that everyone sees. That's the other thing. Yeah. It's once every four, year, uh, four years for the pinnacle event, right? Now, you do have other things along the way, like swimming. You have the world championships of swimming. Nobody pays attention to that unless you're a really diehard swimming fan or gymnastics fan in that case or figure skating or whatever. Mm-hmm. So football, we got every week, right? And obviously, you have the Super Bowl every year. But to me, it's so nerve-wracking watching sports where it's judged and it has to be perfect or near perfect. Yeah, no no second down, no third down, no extra chances. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I, I feel that way about diving ever since back in the day when Greg Luganis banged oh, yeah. his head on the diving Ooh. board. I just Every time I watch it, because I always worried about that. I'm like, how are they not afraid that mm-hmm. they're going to hit their head? And, and sure he enough, did it. He hit his head. And now I'm like, see, I knew it. I just always <laughs> could see it happening. 
And now that's all I can see. I but anyway, knew it. <laughs> I told you so. He should have been a commentator on the Olympic broadcast. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. I knew it all along. Nobody listens to me. Um, all right. Well, I don't know if this makes you squeamish or not, but just seeing the names pop up on the reserve COVID list every single day um, is a lot. And I remember last week when we did this show, I said, oh, over 30 players have been tested, have tested oh, positive, yeah. and yeah. now it's like over 200. It's crazy. It is crazy the exponential growth of this thing in one week's time. And the defensive linemen for this team have been hit especially hard, and it's not getting any better, right? Because you have another one, well, you had two or three yesterday who played in the game, and then you have another one today. I don't want to steal no, your thunder here. No, let's just get into it, okay. Mark. Let's get into our headlines, our quick hits uh, of the week, of the day. Jaleel Johnson is the latest player to have been placed on the reserve COVID list. That just happened today. The Texans, though, they did sign some free agent D linemen who they are desperately going to need for mm-hmm. Sunday's game against the Chargers. They signed Xavier Williams, a uh, six-year veteran, and Rondell Carter, a two-year veteran. And then they signed Josh Watson, a linebacker, to the practice squad. And this is all coming on top of yesterday's transactions where they placed, where they actually did place three mm-hmm. uh, defensive linemen. They placed... Jacob Martin, Derek Rivers, and Malik Collins on the reserve COVID list. So now, now you've got four guys in addition to all the, the players that you had last week that haven't quite cleared COVID protocols. They, they could. They could right. any day this week. They could. They could any day this week. Mm-hmm. But they haven't yet. Now, if even if you haven't, 10 days get you through, right? But if you have back-to-back negatives, you can get off that COVID right. list. So that would be huge. Now, if they can't, I'm going to go Texans legends here. All right, because between Seth Payne, Travis Johnson, Robert Smith, I've seen him around, too. Uh, Who else is there? There are a bunch of them out there. Gary Walker is around. Look, you get these guys. I think you get Earl Mitchell. You get one. Earl could probably still play, but you get one snap a piece out of those longtime retired guys. Travis could get you a couple of snaps. Antonio, could Antonio drive here from Antonio? Antonio, Yes, the ninja. I just want to see him come out of the tunnel one more time with the mask. (laughs) Hey, the mask. mask. (laughs) Perfect. It's perfect for COVID. He was ahead of his time. Absolutely. But get those guys to play one snap each. Earl could probably play at least, I don't know, 10 to 20. Come on. Let's go. But these guys who uh, just signed, hopefully uh, they're able to go because you might need them. And you might need them for a big chunk of the game. I think uh, Jordan Jenkins has not tested positive for anything. He hasn't been on the list yet, so no, that's there's, good. There's, uh, there's, Roy Lopez. There's a, just on one hand, you can count the number of D Ross Blacklock was earlier on the list, so he's okay. Right, but he tested positive earlier this season. Yeah, so, so that means he's fine for he 90 days or fine. something. Right now, Unless now, he gets sick, actually sick, right? I, I'm worried about Bobby King, the D-line coach, yeah. because I'm thinking, you, you saw what happened to Washington football team. They have, like, all these assistant coaches that are out, so... We haven't really had that here. Let's not jinx it, Mark. No. Not just yet. But the Texans, they have over, I want to say over a dozen, maybe 13 or so active players, a couple of practice squad players that were already on the list. Mm-hmm. They missed Sunday's game in Jacksonville. You had, a bunch of, you had a bunch of defensive players. So the league has instituted starting this week their new protocols where they're going to do this targeted testing, and they described it as like TSA, mm-hmm. like how you go through the airport and they yeah. just target certain people. So – you know, the reason why there's so many defensive linemen that are popping up positive is because, obviously, close contact, they can say, hey, you've got one guy in your group or three guys in your group that are positive. We're going to sort of target this group this week. 
Um, but that doesn't. I don't mean... know if that's applied to this group though. I'm this assuming... might be a close contact oh, under the be. old rules. That's because true. when did they kick in? And there's a whole bunch of other stuff in play right now. Yeah, but they can they can come off of it presumably within a five day period, mm-hmm. and not everyone gets tested every single week. But it's still murky. It's still hard to get off of that list. And have I you mean, had that happen to you yet what's this that? season? Where there's a close contact and you have to get tested because we had one, you know, near and dear to uh, our traveling hearts, and uh, we had to get tested right. a bunch of times no, and luckily, nobody else popped. I don't know what that says about me, but uh, no. No. <laughs> do you feel lonely? No, but you know what I do? Mm. I when I go out to practice, I stand far. I try to stand far away. I usually stand with you guys, but I try to actually stand far away. I'm, from I'm just trying to stay. That's when you get close contacted. When yeah, you're standing for an extended period of time mm-hmm. next to someone with your Connexon device. Oh, and they can track that. They that's track what it's for. That. So yeah. I try to stay sort of away from the group of people, or I'll come join in a conversation, then I'll leave. So can I antibody bar- brag? Should I, I think you've started it. I think already. I started yes, to. Go All right, right ahead. so I was going to get boosted, uh-huh. right? But the antibody test is available, so I took it, and it's a blood test, and it's a real blood test. I mean, they jab it in there and they take some blood they out. They take a vial out. Yeah, this so, is right? not like a little pinprick because I heard about these ones at the pharmacy chains where you could just get a pinprick, and it's just like they tell you right there. I don't know how reliable that is. No, mine went to the lab for a number of days, came back, and I aced it. <laughs> I wish I did this well on my SATs back in the day. Did you, I did aced you, the antibody test. Did you know test. you ate? When you saw the number, did you know that you aced it? I had to look at it and <laughs> what interpret it. What a, does this mean? It had a little greater than, the greater than, less oh. than arrow, and uh-huh. it was greater than 2,500 whatevers, and I was like, that looks good to me, and then I verified it, so I don't have to get boosted yet, which makes me feel validated because, look, I had COVID badly. I had both shots. And I got sick all three times. Your body knows. Yeah, that. and I'm like, yeah. I don't really want to do the booster unless I have to. So that's why I took the antibody test. And I don't have to do the booster yet. You know, at some point I'll probably have to boost or whatever. But this was uh, good news to me. I am jealous that I didn't do that. I ended up getting the booster because according to the new league policy, Tier 1 and Tier 2 employees have to get the booster by December 27th. Mm-hmm. Players not required to get the vaccine because they're covered under the NFLPA. They get tested. If you're not vaccinated, you get tested every day. But employees that work with the Texans or, or players and, or interview players or do any sort of dealings with players have to get boosted. That being said, mm-hmm. everything is now virtual. Yeah. Here. So, so you got to get boosted, but, but you're not going to get around the players anyway. I mean, I'll go to practice, but I'm not anywhere. I'm not, not a close contact. Close. Nowhere close. So I did tell Justin Britt last week when I interviewed him for my deep slant. It's up on HoustonTexans.com, by the way. I said, you're the, I think you're the last in-person interview that I'm going to do for the rest of this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. he is. Because the, the, rule, the rule had just happened that afternoon, mm-hmm. and he was already in studio, so they were going to enforce it starting the next day. I think for the rosters, you know, there's already so much flexibility with practice squad and 53-man. I think they probably have plenty. I was thinking just – Make everybody available and eligible and, you know, Katie bar the door because you want to get through this season and then regroup after the season and see how it goes. The NHL had to shut down Oof. until after Christmas. And, you know, I guess, you know, there's an epidemic going on in the NHL. Who knows? I mean, there I don't know if it has anything to do with the particular sport they play. But, look, this is everywhere. Now, what we're hearing, and this is all anecdotal, by the way. Dr. Vandermeer is on the air here, but okay. this is all anecdotal. That a lot of this seems seems like the symptoms are a lot more mild 
than the Delta variant, right? Which is why I think they're making a push for if you're asymptomatic and mm-hmm. you test positive, I think the players were pushing for just let us play mm-hmm. because and, – and that's where it gets murky. It's like can you still transmit it if you're asymptomatic and you're on the field? Brady said in his interview Brady last night – Brady said you couldn't. Yeah, you know. I don't know, Dr. And it's known Brady, that if you know. play, yeah, uh, I, you can't transmit I'm like, really? I mean, you're, in the, you're on the line of scrimmage all night long. Right. Yeah. For however many snaps where you're facing a certain if you're an offensive lineman, you're you're in that position facing the defensive lineman. You're down there for 15, 20 seconds at a time. Several times, several times for like 40 snaps. Right. That's not close contact. Okay. Sorry. I think it's. I think it's, I should shut up. No, I think. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's get into a COVID controversy on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's fine, but I think if you're, what if you're unvaccinated and you're on the field and you've got other players with COVID that are I playing with I you? Don't I don't know. know. I, don't I think know. it's. I think the NFL is. Try, it's like building the plane as it's flying it because well, th- things, things keep changing. That's society, though, right now. I mean, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's almost like you, you have, have to, to do it that you way because to. you're learning on the fly, and. I think the NFL, I always said this from the get-go, the fact that they're testing people every day last year, let's just go to back to, to, to the 2020 season, the fact that they're testing people every day, use this data to educate the CDC. I mean, the CDC and WHO should be very interested in what the NFL is doing or any sport that tests people every day, any business that tests people every day and then has them in close situations so you can – track, monitor, learn from whatever is happening in those situations. And uh, I think they have. I know it came out later that the CDC was interested in some of the data that the league had to offer. Uh, But I find it very interesting as well. Yeah, what you just said, that uh, this TSA-type testing, uh, no weekly testing other than that, um, asymptomatics can possibly play. All of that stuff is really interesting. I think whatever rules they just came out with, I mean, that those are not hard and fast, obviously. I think they're going to change. I think what's going to be interesting is when it comes time for the playoffs and a Super Bowl in L.A., Ooh. in California, ah. which shuts down. Like, it shuts, when it shuts down. They turn off the spigot. Like, the 49ers were not allowed to play in their stadium last year. They went to Arizona to oh, play their right. home games. Well, listen, so, I – I Wouldn't would be, be surprised would if we, they're. Could we host this? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Bring it to Texas. <laughs> no, you honestly. I mean, what? I would think that this. They'll have to move it. Texas yeah. and or Florida would come up in the conversation very quickly, and it would be less about which stadium would be the best, and more about who can put up with the crowds, the hotels, the instant onslaught right. of whatever fans and but who look, would all the to? infrastructure around the Super Bowl. I mean, who would want to? But then again, I think you, anybody would want to. Yeah. I mean, I guess for the money, but, but you know how it is. A, that's a big show to put on and to move. I mean, they work on yeah. that for like a, an entire year. And as I say, less about the stadium. I think it's a lot about the stadium because you know what they do here, right? You remember that we had to park in Sugarland <laughs> like basically just yeah. to get it to the office and, and the gate to get into the facility was way out in the blue lot. Yeah. And we had to walk. I and mean, it wasn't any big deal. It was kind of cool, actually, just to see the whole thing spring up, the Super Bowl city around NRG Stadium. And they really have to build a lot of structure around it. So I think whatever facility had the best chance to put that together quickly, if they did it, we're just like Well, Dallas doesn't here. have a chance because of the weather. <laughs> I know the weather the was weather. horrible when they had a Super Bowl. You can plan a great party, but if you if you can't get to it, 
I mean, I was point? I was there all you week. You were there, for that right? One. For yeah. the ice storm. We are slipping and sliding all over the place. <laughs> I remember going I don't to know this, why that makes me laugh. Going to this party and Gene Simmons was there Ooh. with Shannon and it was really cool, but it was freezing out that week and Nobody knew how to drive the station van through the ice and the snow. Mm. All these guys are Texans, and I had to take over because Texans freak out when they're driving in the snow or the ice because when there's a little slippage or slidage, they freak. You know, those of us from the north, we understand, eh, you're going to slide a little bit. It's okay. It's okay because they had no salt or sand, sand on the roads, right? Yeah. They yeah, didn't know yeah, how to yeah. deal with that in Dallas. Uh, so I just took over. That was fun, uh, just for a little bit there. But it was, uh, it was. They actually put on a lot of great events, but it was freezing and it was just weird. And Radio Row was like fifty degrees, which is cold for indoors. It was like fifty degrees on Radio Row. We were wearing parkas. Well, the Super Bowl is later this year. It's February thirteenth. So I don't know if that makes a difference. In LA. Chances. Well, I'm, I'm thinking if it moved. Yeah, I don't. It could, it, it could move somewhere south. Now we're just talking here, I don't know folks. Why, I don't know why I've gone down this wormhole yeah. of the Super Bowl moving. It's not moving. There's no, there's no report of it moving. TB, I'm, I'm optimistic. <laughs> the, all that being said, I'm all optimistic, said, and you know, I'm the Norman Vincent oh, Peale of radio. I had, more, I had more bad news, but go ahead with your good news. Well, yeah. I'm optimistic that this. I'm hopeful, I should say, that this variant isn't as bad as Delta, and we can blow through it a little bit easier, for lack of a better way of putting it. Maybe you know, it's a little smoother. Relatively, I know that's a relative term. I know there's already been at least one reported death or whatever in the United States. But look, relative to Delta and the original, original, you know, original recipe coronavirus, uh, this might not be as bad. Well, this is how things mutate, right? They mutate and mutate and mutate. It'll be like a cold. I hope so. One day it'll be a cold. But uh, my other bad news. Well, you know, there there, there are two teams right now that have to go to their third string quarterback uh, this week due to Mm -hmm. COVID. Mm -hmm. Cleveland and now Washington football team. Yeah, and then I was thinking, well, it's good that we've got three quarterbacks. However, one of our quarterbacks is a tight end. A tight end. <laughs> <laughs> but you would think, oh, it's like riding a bike. He'd be a quarterback. Well, there's a report that he actually broke his collarbone while playing on special teams in Jacksonville. Oh, that's out there. That's so not good. that's not good. But we maybe we don't even have to go down that road. Please Ever. don't have to Listen. go that, down Otherwise, that road. Otherwise, Titus Howard at quarterback, I would be intrigued by that. Well, and we learned about Tremont Smith. Tremont Smith was a quarterback. He could play a little quarterback for you. Yeah. Uh, look, we'll hopefully not have to get to a that tryout. point. Yeah. Want to see more of Davis Mills after what he was able to do against Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, that game against Jacksonville, I know we've, we've talked about the COVID variant and, and all these things, but that Sunday game against Jacksonville, to see him get his first win mm-hmm. and, and have it be on the road. I mean, I really thought we had the three games at home, he'd get one of those, but to pull it out in Jacksonville on the road against a team that had everything to fight for was a lot of fun to see. And we had we did like three live shows. We did a pregame a post game, a Monday show on digital TV. On digital TV, maybe it's something that'll come in the future. But I mean, I, we couldn't talk about that game enough. That's great because what a great way to kick, kick off that digital TV show. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because if you had like this massive blowout on the road, like Buffalo or something, it wouldn't have been as much fun. I thought it was a nice win. It was one of those victories that showed you what the organization's working on with these young players. And to see the young players execute, to see Davis able to execute the way he did. Nico with a couple of catches. Too bad Brevin couldn't play. Roy Lopez making plays. Garrett Wallow making plays. These young guys in there making plays was really cool. And, of course, Brandon Cook's doing his thing over 100 receiving yards for the second straight week. The veteran, the OG at wide receiver doing his thing. That was nice. I mean, he's just 55 yards away from another 1,000-yard season. And he's got three games to do it. So 
He's there. I mean, he's he's there. I, I it's it's just so fun to see him and what he's able to do. And I know you know we've talked about the offense and lack of consistency, but when it has been consistent, when it's been good, mm-hmm. no matter who's at quarterback, Brandon Cooks has come up big. Well, you asked a good play. question the other day in our meeting about Pro Bowl for him, and you know he might not get voted in on the first try, but he's something like seventh in the AFC, sixth or seventh in catches, and I could easily see him going in as an alternate with. You know, whatever the AFC team that goes to the Super Bowl, let's say it's the Chiefs and Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill or whatever, he's a pro bowler, but he's not going to play in the pro bowl. All right, there's one. Another guy's having surgery or whatever. There's two. You know, he could find himself in the pro bowl, and that'd be really cool uh, for Brandon Cooks to get there, uh, even if it is as an alternate, if that turns out to be the case. And the specialists have a shot. Let's let's just see what happens. I was really just asking because I wanted to make a trip to Las Vegas. I know you do. You know, to cover the pro. I had to cover it every year when it was in Orlando, and then mm. last year it moved, and then it got canceled because of COVID. But is I it mean, the I Fashion th- Square Mall? What is the mall there? That no, you like? there, well, all of well, I like the ones in Caesars. the different hotels. Oh, yeah, the ones yeah. that connect the hotels. Yeah. Does Caesar still have that indoor? Uh, mall area where uh-huh. the sunrise it doesn't sunrise it's but it gets dark and light it becomes day and night within the indoor area it's really cool they have they... and it messes with with your mind <laughs> and your internal clock a little bit already it's shot in no vegas idea. you have no idea what time it is yeah. in vegas if you're indoors uh yeah but but brandon cooks the fact that he's never made a pro bowl in his career to me, is very, very hard to believe. That's why That's why I was asking, because I thought, if he were to make it in, I know some, sometimes guys don't want to go. I could see him wanting to go. Yeah, why not? And it's Vegas. It's Vegas. It's in a cool place. Mm-hmm. They didn't have anything like this last year. He's coming off back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. That'd be very nice. It would be really nice. How about Kaimi Fairbairn, back-to-back games with a 50-plus-yard field goal? If he gets one more, that'd be three in a row for him. That'd be a franchise record. And what – I mean, scoring 12 points on – all. For this team last week on special teams, I mean, he's done a fantastic job this year. It's hard to believe that early in the season he was actually having issues and was dealing with an injury. Well, you come out of that game with two candidates for special teams player of the week, which is nice, right. with Fairbairn and Tremont Smith. And after Tremont Fairbairn hit the 61-yarder, you know, if they had won that game, he probably gets it. the honor because I think McManus won it the week before, somebody like that, who didn't even do what Fairbairn did. But, again, you got to win the game. You Apparently, if you don't win, it doesn't matter what. You can have two kickoff returns for touchdowns. No, it doesn't count. Your team doesn't win. It's like, I'm sorry, you're not going to win the honor. Yeah, so. which is, I think, unfortunate. But I guess that that makes it a bigger play if it contributes to a team's win. But right. Tremont Smith, we had him on last week. Mm-hmm. And I think we asked him, or maybe I asked him on my deep slant, about how his he had nearly had returned a kickoff return for a touchdown his rookie season. I did not. I did not know that that was something that – he had thought about all these years how he wanted to, you know. Well, he, I mean, like he I think so when close. you do that, you always want to do that. But uh, you're always thinking, it's still look, a, a just get beyond the 25. That's a plus, right? Right, right. That's what you want to do. I got to get it past the touchback point in order to be plus, net plus. Now, for what I do, because it always comes back to me, as we all know, <laughs> for what I do, listen, this is why being an NFL play-by-play guy is is unique in that, at any given time, something totally unexpected and spectacular can happen. And I've called how many kickoff returns since 2009, since the last time this happened for the Houston Texans. So it's been that long since I've done one of these. And all of a sudden, here it is in 2021 at Jacksonville <laughs> in the rain. Tremont Smith runs it back for a TD. Hasn't happened since 2009, since Jacoby Jones did it against Oakland. 
That's amazing, really, it took that long. But the rules changing and all that, I get it. It doesn't happen very often. But, but that just proves my point that you you got to be ready. And, uh, you know, I was I got the call, right? I was worried. As the play was going on, I, I thought, did I say that he was down? You know, I'm thinking this in my head oh, as I'm did. saying he's running into the end zone. But, no, I never did. Because he did I look like he did look like he got tripped up in the middle of the field. Do you remember what your Jacoby Jones call was when he ran it back for a touchdown? Probably rock and roll touchdown something. You Not know, razzle. Like that, you sometimes razzle down. Yeah, razzle. that's usually some kind of trick or deception play. Oh, uh, a return for a score is has got to be a rock and roll because that doesn't happen Why very not often. Like a, a rock on or something like that. You need a, just a different. You know variation. what I said at Miami in the national championship game. What? And I saw this because Tyler Sutter did a feature on uh, on my old calls. I said, kick out the jams, which is an old rock <laughs> saying, but nobody would know it. I can't bring it back. So. It would be. What if you, you're like, I'm going to try this out the next kickoff return. And then how? I'll <laughs> wait another 13, 12 years wait, or whatever. He waits 12 years <laughs> to bust it out again. <gasps> well, they showed Jacoby Jones. They showed the highlight of that. Uh, of that kickoff return for mm-hmm. touchdown on the TV copy, and I had forgotten about his touchdown celebration. Where he, what did he do? He did it like kind of like he's outlining a woman, and then he does a oh, yeah. weird thing with his arms. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we want to see that right now. I just hashtag forgot. Jacoby. Now uh, it, I saw. I looked up at the monitor at one point, and I saw a number twelve running the ball back, and I thought, Are they showing old Jacoby Jones here? Because I couldn't. Uh-huh. I couldn't stay on the monitor, you know. They might have, and that was the TV feed, so that must have been the moment they did it. Well, they, the Jaguar Stadium is notorious for showing other games, especially when they were. Well, I was going to say no, no, but they, this was this was the CBS feed. The CBS was, feed it, they showed in the stadium. They yeah. used to show scores and highlights from other games. You know what they show during the game? Yeah, they have red zone running red zone. <laughs> during the game. Like so I'm looking check? up, I'm like, is that the Dolphins and Jets up there? Like it is red zone. They just leave it on. In the corner monitor, yeah. in the bowl, all the time. It's like you can get a swim. You can <laughs> run out into the end zone and get tackled and yeah. be part of the play. You That's can also what that is. keep up with your fantasy football team. You can do it all at TRB. That is Stadium. losing all the time for years, and we just have to make it entertaining for everybody in the stadium. And everyone's, you know, Jacksonville's not quite like South Florida, but it is a very transient place. Like, people are from other places, so they do that. All right, well, when we come back, let's look ahead to the Chargers. Still more to get into with this Jags game. It's all coming up. Texans all access. If you love podcasts and you love the Texans, you'll love our Texans podcasts. Now available on iTunes and HoustonTexans.com. Everybody's got a burger. No matter what your burger, Fuddruckers has it. Each morning, we make the freshest buns for the world's greatest hamburger. Whatever craving combo you have, our buns have you covered. 100% all-American premium cut beef cooked to order. Add delicious toppings to pile high. Then head over to our build-your-own produce bar with fresh ingredients to create your crave. Our burger coasters are waiting for you at Fuddruckers. Ruckers. Crackers. Crackers. Don't miss a moment of your Houston Texans 365 days a year. Download the Houston Texans mobile app. Welcome back to Texans All Access. We've got the Chargers at home on Sunday here at NRG Stadium. The roof might be open. Mm-hmm. If the weather is nice, which I think it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like 80 on Christmas. That, all right, if it's 80 on Uh-oh. Sunday and sunny. 
It's too warm. <laughs> no, seriously. This is no, the, <laughs> the dome culture cannot oh. tolerate sunny and 80. Because in the bowl at NRG, it's a lot hotter. We've been over this yes. in the sun-drenched seats. It's not going to fly. Not going to be open if that's the case. Now, if it's like 65, we got a good shot. Yeah. Well, maybe. It's supposed to be 80 on Christmas Day. But we've got two home games left, so yeah. roof is probably going to be open the rest of the season. You think? I, I can't say that, DP. Is this a Again, week to week thing? It's a week to week thing. I'm if doing it's a gonna live be hot, interview with you, I thought it was no. Maybe, I I just thought once the precedent has been set. No, I can't. No, like no, for no, no, the no, no. we open the roof in December. Once no. the weather conditions. What, what, no. no, you're not new here because listen, <laughs> you know how this I've is. I've been through a couple of seasons where once they open the roof. Yeah, 2008, because it was broken from the hurricane, from Hurricane I wasn't Ike. here in 2008, but I did attend those games. All right. But last year? Last year, I don't – it might have been open, but it was, it's it still – It might have been cold one or two games. That's the thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's temperature-based. As, as long as, like, the stars align, right. the chance for it to be open is high. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what I mean. I'm yeah. not saying it's automatically open. Oh, no. No, no, no. Okay. I, I, know, I know that much. We're in agreement, then. We, and I know there's like a 50-80 rule-ish and then chance of rain. That was never – all right, so that was a thing in the early days, but that went away, the 50 I Because I, I don't think if it was 52. I swear there were days where it was like 57 and overcast, a tiny <laughs> perfect, cold. Cold. and they wouldn't open I it. I would feel cold. I, I don't think O'Brien liked it open at all. No. I think I think that – what was it? The last time it was open well, he was, was 2014. Not here. He was not here last year. Right, right. He wasn't here, and it was COVID, so they said open it open up. It. Right? right. They Probably had in some 14 fans. we opened it, and 14 or 15. I think 14 was the last time it was open. 14 or 15 was the last time it was open. He liked it closed. And look, it, it might be a competitive advantage. They won a lot of games here, so give them credit for that. And I like winning. And look, if, uh, if it's going to result in a win, you know, close the thing and, you know, put the rodeo – Black strips up there to soundproof it, although that's counterproductive, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> well, didn't we have Tramon? We had Tramon on, Tramon Smith, uh, last week. Didn't he say he likes it closed because he does not like the shadows on the field? And oh, the yeah. guy who returns the ball, I think that would weigh heavily. I think fans would get that. If a player, if players came out and said, we do not like it open, it makes it, and, and it's an advantage, disadvantage for both teams, you could say. I really wonder when they built it, I, I at some point this, I'm going to interview Charlie casually again, because I'm going to talk to him about all this stuff. Uh-huh. Hey, see, we know that, I, I want to see what he says about, I want to hear what he says about that particular part of it. It wasn't like they were going to change the stadium from north-south to east-west based on the sun alone because they had to configure it a certain way, right? And we wanted a long Kirby. I'm sure they had all that in mind. But did they know that the sun was going to be a problem in that north end zone early in the day? Because it really is. Like Jacoby Jones used to have problems with that. Tremont Smith talked about it. I think he lost two in the sun. But but you play away games in the sun all the time. Yeah, but you – but you I don't have think, no choice there. Here you think, have a choice, so that kind of comes into play, doesn't right. it? Right. Well, if it was open, you would just, like Jackson, we'd be playing in the pouring down rain, or you'd be mm-hmm. playing in the sun. It wouldn't really Our matter. Our fans, listen, this is the but, dome culture. <laughs> they grew up in the dome. Not everybody. But that's just the way it is in Houston. We have a roof. We can close it. But it made park. We can close that, too. You because know? we just really like the December days when they're nice and people just want to enjoy nice weather because it's hot six months out of the year. But mm-hmm. that being said, Indianapolis has the worst shadows on the field I've ever seen oh, yeah, in bad. my life. It's bad. That design, someone should question the beams going across the top because 
I think a fifth grader would be able to tell you that that's going to cast some really awful light, dark, light, dark It's a shadows. good point. I wonder if they had to know about that. You have that. to know about but that. But they must have said, eh, it'll be fine. Let's rafters. just go with it. It looks cool. It's rafters. That's it's a cool stadium, though. i got to say, that's a very it cool stadium. It looks cool. The players probably hate returning kicks in this. They probably hate that. But as a fan, as a member of the media, like whatever I do and go there, I really enjoy that stadium, except I don't enjoy losing in that stadium. And that's happened way too often. That has happened way too often. And guess what? You're not going to have to lose there again. But the fact <laughs> that you've beat the Jags eight times in a row. Isn't that amazing? Like, I, 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 I talk with J.P. Shadrick, who mm-hmm. is the Jaguars radio network. He hates us. They hate us like poison. They hate us the way you hate the Colts. Don't the they Titans. hate all the AFC South teams? Everybody has a winning record against the Jags. <laughs> <laughs> they must hate everybody. I think, they, I think they thought this was their year to – I think they knew – in well, in 2017, oh, yeah. They, yeah. they swept the Texans because that was the year. That was a 4-12 and season. Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson goes down with the injury um, on, on IR. And then now this year with everything going on, even last year, mm-hmm. the, the two of the games that we won were against Jacksonville. This year, they yeah. fire their head coach. Urban Meyer, what a season it's been for them. Mm-hmm. They were excited. They're going to move forward. This will be great. They can get the Texans when they're down. And then get they a have to fire win. him. They're going to run the ball a bunch. Mm-hmm. Couldn't run the ball a bunch. And well, when Meyer happen. got hired last offseason, if I had told you by the second meeting with the Jaguars, he's gone. Oof. And the Texans are winning that game. And, yes, the Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence, and Houston has a third-round draft choice at quarterback who looks better than Trevor Lawrence on that day. Texans win. Much better organizational situation for the Texans in that game. You know, just when you look at the snapshot of that afternoon, and I'm thinking, man, it's got to be tough for the Jaguars. It really does. I thought the crowd at the beginning of the game, I know they all went inside or wherever they oh, went. Oh, it's funny it, because whenever it rained on the TV broadcast, they they, it's evacuated. raining and the fans are now leaving their seats. Oh, yeah. They were out of there. But then they'd come back when the sun would come out yep. and they'd run back in. Yep. Nobody, nobody brought ponchos or anything. <laughs> it's like they did not expect it to happen or something. But and it's Florida. It could happen at any, any time. So it was, it was, that was a weird thing, but I thought they had a pretty decent crowd there relative to what's been happening there for the last decade plus. Did they still have those sections tarped off the way they used to back in, in, the, no. in the upper corners? Are those uh, now open for fans to sit in? I think they might have had some. You know what? I can't remember. Because they, they opened it back up in 2017 when they started to do really right. well. I'm not sure if they've covered some of that up. I was focused on the pools, you know, especially the murky <laughs> the side with, where the kids There's kids in the are. pool. I yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to that water. Do you no. know, I was, uh, here's something funny. You talk about Trevor Lawrence and Davis Mills playing each other. In one of the, uh, I believe it was the pregame show for Sunday Night Football. Maybe it was one of the postgame shows. Yeah, maybe it was Sunday Night Football. Bill Cower, which, I don't know which show. CBS. CBS, okay. So it was, it was at the end of the, uh, the 3 o'clock games. They, they were showing some highlights from our game, and he was talking about how, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is a rookie, but Davis mm-hmm. Mills has a few seasons under his belt. What? He talked about Davis Mills. Oh, yeah, I heard about this on Sean and Seth. Yeah, as if he, as if Davis Mills had played a couple of years. And then they, and then the other, one of the other commentators jumped in and said, well, they're both rookies. Yeah. So, and I was watching Bill Cowher's face to see if it, but he, he, he remained expressionless. So He's maybe. like, the check's going to clear anyway, folks. The direct <laughs> deposit is pipelining right into my bank account. I didn't know if that was a, we should take that. I mean, granted, he's not as prepared. Covering our team, but I thought maybe maybe that's a good thing. You got to know Davis Mills is a rookie. He doesn't you, have two or three seasons you, under his belt in college. Where did you think he was playing last year? Yeah, <laughs> year barely played for Stanford last year.
because of COVID, because right. the whole team had a half a season at best. Wow, yeah. that's really a bad mistake. Yeah. I mean, I thought on top of everything else with the game, with the fan running out to the end zone, John, John Harris asked Jonathan Owens what he said. That was probably the one of the best hits of the game when the security guy, like, piled on to the that fan in the end zone. I'll tell you what another and Jonathan hit Owens was. said he didn't even see it. He said he was so fo- – he was mad that the, that was the James Robinson touchdown. That's what that was. All right, because I was focused on the ball too, and then I, out of the corner of my eye I saw something happen and somebody taken off, and I didn't see the actual hit as it occurred live. But, yeah, they those CBS guys, Nate Burleson, they played a comment from him talking about how much juice the Jags had, and they're down 20 to 10 at the break. Hey, what game are you watching here? <laughs> uh, speaking of hard hits, Garrett Wallow had a good hit on Trevor Lawrence on the sideline. It was legal, yeah. you know, barely, but he got it in there right before Lawrence went out of bounds, and Lawrence wasn't quite giving himself up. I don't fault guys for kind of pushing the envelope there because so many times you see somebody like up the sideline for two or three more yards. Now, I know you don't want to risk a 15-yard penalty, but, man, those yards are really frustrating when you give them up. I mean, I think before the game even started on our pregame show, we talked about how worried we were for the secondary yeah. and for stopping the run because yeah. you thought Daryl Bevel's going to come out and they're going to just Pound run it. the ball because mm-hmm. James Robinson, I don't know, for whatever reason, was underutilized all those weeks I don't know before. Why. I mean, he surpassed his week four, 14, yeah, week 14 totals in like the first drive or two yep. against the Texans. But the fact that they were able to slow him down mm-hmm. once he got to the end zone once. The defense buckled down rather nicely. They held him to feel even on that Davis Mills pick. Mm-hmm. They held, they held the Jaguars to just a field goal. That was a big moment right there because that's letting the Jaguars right back into the game. They can get into the end zone, but yeah, that was a three and out field goal. Okay, it's a one score game, but you can deal with that, and they did deal with it very well. Yeah, I think you're right, Lovey Smith. That was. Look, I'm not going to call it a masterpiece. You beat the Jaguars, but that was nice because you had so many guys out. And people stuck to their assignments. And early on, it looked like, ooh, it looks like the Jags are going to be able to move the ball all day long. And then you're right. They made the adjustments or whatever they did to slow them down, and it really worked out well. Chris Smith getting making plays. Derek Rivers, <laughs> he a sack, and another quarterback tackle. Chris Smith with the the, the sack celebration. The, what, what, he was the one that was like he was hungry, and he got fed with the sack. He was like rubbing his belly. Finally gets fed because <laughs> he's been gets... in the league for a while. I he, mean, played, the Jags... he played for the Jags yeah. it was against his former team. But I was most encouraged, I think, about the scoring in the fourth quarter. Like the mm-hmm. offense in the second half stalled like it seems to have done in recent weeks, but the fact that Davis Mills and they drove down the field mm-hmm. and were able to score in the fourth quarter – on the final possession of the game, I hope that's something that translates moving forward. Yeah, now you could say Brandon Cooks probably should have slid because if you slide at the ten yard line, you know, and that it's like, it's kind of oh. like a baseball situation where somebody's got to say two outs, right? If somebody gets a first down, hit the deck. Don't go out of bounds. Just hit the deck because if you have a first down at the two minute warning, the other team doesn't have timeouts. Game over, right? No, they I would can't take the stop touch. the. Cl- I'm too impatient. Yeah, I, you can't stop a player from scoring. You know, also but then because- your defense has to get back on the field. <laughs> And play, and you don't want to get them hurt, you know, even if it's a garbage time situation. Well, your defense is already really thin, and your offense has struggled mm. scoring in the second half, scoring touchdowns. You got to, you got to go ahead and get take the touchdown. take the points. Yeah, I mean, let's. Right. I, I wouldn't overcomplicate it. All right, let's take a, a break. We've got one final segment. We'll go around the NFL. It's all coming up on Texans All Access. Texans All Access continues in a moment. Two is better than one. How many times have you heard that one? More than once, I bet, because it just adds up. For example, there are two, not one, great reasons to fill up with Chevron with Tecron. Number one, unbeatable cleaning power. And number two, or maybe this should be number one, 
unbeatable mileage. Plus, Chevron puts Tecron in every grade, every gallon of their gasoline. So that's two, no wait, three unbeatable reasons to go with the one and only Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Care for your car. Going somewhere? The Texans mobile app. Don't leave home without it. One final segment of Texans All Access. When you join a Houston Texans fan club for free, you get to attend exclusive events, enter to win prizes like autographed items and game tickets, receive special offers, and so much more. Visit HoustonTexans.com slash fans to see which ones you want to join. All right, Mark, let's go around the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was thinking, all right, we've, there are obviously two games on tonight. Yeah. Um, and then there was a game on last night. Mm-hmm. And there's and a game earlier, on Saturday. Two, two games last night because you had the two afternoon game and then the evening game. This this week we will only have two days, mm-hmm. only two days without NFL football. Rock which I roll. actually, I mean, with everything bad that happens with COVID, mm-hmm. I really enjoy the Tuesday games. I'm not saying that I would <laughs> want us to play on a Tuesday, but I enjoy the fact that there's a Sunday night, a Monday night, a, two, a Monday day. Monday night. I mean, I, I really, I'm digging. I kind of like the Monday day game. The Monday I day liked game. having that around dinner hour and like watching. Uh, what was it? Cleveland and the Raiders. Just saw the thing. end of it. I, yeah, we were eating dinner. Just saw the end of it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And it was a close game. I was rooting game. for the Browns. I like Derek Carr. You know, I like Derek, and I kind of root for Derek. And I was glad he pulled it out for him. He was excited. I'm not a Raider fan at all, but I wanted the Browns to win that one with Nick Mullins, aka Mall Santa as they called him in San Francisco. <laughs> I thought Mall Santa did really Mall well last Santa. night. I mean, he left the field with the lead. It's too bad for him. He couldn't pull it out for the Brownie fans who have suffered so much over the years. But, hey, whatever. I, I, look, everybody else can suffer as far as I'm concerned. But you know what? What's the worst thing about that game for the Browns is mm. that if they would have won – they would have been a game over 500 and, and they would have been place. in first place in their division. <laughs> now they're losing. Last. They're, they're seven and seven. They're last in their division. Isn't that weird? And they're now like in 12th place in the mm-hmm. AFC. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just makes you think like, do we like the parody in the NFL yes. this year? Yes. I like it too because I've heard some arguments that, oh, there's no like true contenders. There's no like. Fantastic team! I'm like, I'm done with. Are you kidding? I'm done with all that. I would love to be one of those teams in that giant mosh pit that Anybody has like a big mystery of, because if you win your final two or three, okay, now you make it, and whoever gets hot is the winner. Is the gonna is going to be the Super Bowl champ? Now, look, you still gonna, have these. Covid's going to play into it a lot. Kansas City's too. looking like they're headed for supremacy again, but Hill and Kelsey, COVID issues. We'll see what happens with them. You never know. I mean, I think it's very – Arizona looked not unbeatable, but looked really strong a few weeks ago. And now it's – who are they? Right. Those guys don't look good at all. It hops out for a long time. You know, you could come back for the championship game, I guess, if they get there. Uh, Murray – Murray doesn't look right to me. Mm. He looks like he's walking around like, oh, my gosh. Like, my just, get me, just get me to January. Yeah, it, he does not look fresh. Uh, Brady didn't look good the other day, got blanked. I mean, who knows? I don't know who's going to win well, that, the Super Bowl. I it, think it's great to have this mystery and have all these teams alive. I think it's great, too. Well, Brady, like, all of his offensive weapons went mm-hmm. down one by one by one in that game. But how about the Vikings? I saw a post-game locker room speech by Zimmer. What did and he say? Weren't we, weren't we, I mean, just about how exciting it is. They're 7-7. Seven and seven, Like, these yeah. next three games matter. And I thought, 
Were 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 people talking about having that he was going to get fired? Yes, early and, on in the and they will again if they lose any one of these final three games. <laughs> trust me, he's any game under five hundred, yeah. and that's and it Cousins, for him. even though he's putting and up Cousins, good numbers, although yeah. not in the victory over the Bears, those numbers were not impressive. But still, they won the game, and that's a division opponent. Boy, the Bears, ouch, they are really struggling, and I don't know what to say about them. And we know people who work there too. Uh, it's just a rough season to be not. Like five hundred, this would have been a great season. To just oh, I be know. 500. Just to be alive, like on Christmas morning, you have so all but five teams or something like that alive for the postseason. You know, look, some teams more alive than others. I get mm-hmm. that, but the Dolphins—they've won six in a row. We were one and seven. They were one and seven. One seven in a row. They haven't lost since they played us. us. Well, that was actually yeah, that was the oh. start of the streak, that was the right? Start of the streak, yes. yeah. So here they are at five hundred. Good for them. They have the Saints. They have a couple of others down. We'll see. We'll see. I Everybody's am- alive. Uh, not everybody, but so many teams are alive, and it's hard to predict who's going to get really hot in the postseason. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, during our game, they were showing the Lions winning, mm-hmm. and then the Jags and the Texans. The, the main takeaway was they're fighting for the number one spot. I'm like, nobody is fighting no. for the number one spot. No. They're fighting for wins, they're and whoever ends wins. up with number one ends up with number one. And at that point, you'll say, all right, great. At least we have the number one pick. But no coach or player wants the number one pick. It's ridiculous. No, everybody wants to Everybody wants to win and head into the offseason on a good note. All right, we're going to head out of the show on a good note. We've got a fantastic Texans replay with oh, John yeah. Harris. Cannot relive this game enough. A lot of great things happen in Jacksonville on Sunday. John Harris has that for you up next. That's going to do it for Texans All Access. Thank you so much for listening. Mark Vanner and DP Sidhu. Check out HoustonTexans.com for all the stories and more. Thanks for listening, and go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. I make it look easy. For our best deals of the season, check out the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. With winner-only savings on all Hyundai vehicles and new cars arriving daily, it's the perfect time to get a Hyundai. It's your journey. Own it at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now, get 0% APR for up to 48 months, plus zero payments for 90 days on select models. See your local Hyundai dealer, the official car of the Houston Texans. For well-qualified buyers only, offer ends 1322. Call 469-613-0227 for more details. 27 for more.